You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 29 West Tolpehawken Street. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.net. Against all odds, you are building something up here. Isn't it amazing? How did this ever happen? It's a, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? I think you're a wonder. And um, people from the whole... What are you doing here? That's great. You're more wonderful. The Tices are here, huh? I didn't know that. <laughs> hey, look at that, a Tice. <laughs> that's great. Gets better all the time, doesn't it? So that's great. That, yeah, that your fact that you're building is amazing. I, I, I've been building stuff um, a long time, uh, as you know. I'm I, just building the church, but I get involved in a lot of building projects, too, especially since I moved to Philadelphia a couple of decades ago. And if I'm right, not too long ago, I... Um, I took an oath about this. I was uh, channeling Scarlet and said, I, you know, with a, with a carrot in her hand, I said, with God as my witness, I will never be involved in another rehab project. <laughs> I think I said that, didn't I, Gwen? But here I am. Um, this is the new condo. I, we bought a condo 4.3 miles from here, Google says. Uh, 21 stories over Fairmount Park. Nice. Hopefully we'll be there by December or sometime next year. And um, the plumber was roughing in next week, but uh, Kenny, who most of you have probably already hired, you know, um, thinks it's an art project. He doesn't care how long it takes. The Michelangelo of plumbers. So um, building things seems to be in my blood a little bit, so I can't get away from it. And I, and I think that probably goes for most of us at some level. Gosh, that kid is cute. Sorry, it's very distracting. I'm not going to look at you anymore. Um, most of us got to build something. They just got to keep building a family, but most of us have to build something at least. I mean, if it's only that sandwich you're dreaming about that you're going to make when you get home so you can eat it while the eagles whoop the cowboys late at night. Sorry, uh, John, if you're still here. <laughs> But um, some, of us, some of us can't keep our hands off uh, buildings or building something, especially buildings, right? Right, Julie? This is Julie's favorite. She still laments losing 115 Chelton. This is, this is her baby. And um, she keeps uncovering uh, impossible buildings all over the Northwest, right? Do you miss your little chats with Mr. and Mrs. Kim still? <laughs> Somebody bought that thing. It's like all these buildings are like abandoned children, right? And they need to be fostered. They just need love and a lot of money. You know, Gwen, Gwen walked into the condo, and the first thing she basically said was, this is the place, sort of like uh, Brigham Young looking over Utah. You know, this, this, is, this is the place. It didn't, it didn't matter that the thing hadn't been touched since the 80s and that um, the, the balconies from the 60s are, need all, all be replaced. It just seemed like this, this, this is the one. And I, I, I relate to that. She had a vision. You know, uh, it fired her up. And, and I'm, I'm prone to such impulses myself. Uh, when we first got married, uh, I had more impulse than uh, money. And so I dragged Gwen through a series of fixer-uppers including our first church planting where we actually called together as many people as we could find to do a barn raising and built it with our own hands mostly. Now that I've reached the traditional retirement age, um, as people keep reminding me, uh, 
<laughs> and that is, I really, I've reached the, re uh, the traditional retirement age, unless you're running for president, right? <laughs> Which apparently you can be any age you want, up to 150 or so, and you can, you can do it, right? Um, I, I intended at that age to become, become smaller and do less building, um, but I haven't completely worn out, I guess, because I can't help Greta Thunberg to um, do her climate coalition. And I, and I also like the, the idea of building with the Jesus Coalition when they're trying to do a worldwide network for third-way Christians. Exciting? I get excited about that. Really, who, who knows what else? What else could be actually next? So, when my pastor told me and told all of us that we were supposed to build more cells, um, like our map goal said we were going to do. You know, we had that map thing every year. Did you read it? It just came out in the compass again. I was already leading one, but I decided to, to do another one. And so um, I, I just, she's an inspiring person. I'm, Rachel is my most immediate pastor. So um, here she is talking about it. Did you, did you get clear to the end of the compass where they put their best stuff? Two things together, boom. So, so this is our cell, and we're very loud most of the time. Um, but these are real great people, and Woo! I just want you to have a chance to see them right now and to say hi. So, uh, hi. Guys, South Philly. Say hi. Uh, <laughs> I like the artful ending. The, um, so I couldn't resist my pastor's exhortation, and I had kind of an idea, so I decided to build a new cell instead of trying to figure out how I could sit in my condo. I, I think that'll, that might come soon. And to, to, to build a cell, however, um, I had to convince people at some level, at least, that we we're all meant to build something. I was talking about cells in particular. But I had to convince uh, somebody that builds something with me uh, that, that God is, is tending us so that we will be creative and transformative. I'm tended to tend. I am built to build. I'm farmed to farm, right? That's how it works in the kingdom of God. Now, I think it's, it might be easy to... Um, see why we might not build a cell, build, build a church, or, or really do anything but try to get money out of somebody who has already built something. Because it's, it's hard to build things, right? It's hard to build things. I mean, maybe you've been in a rehab project, right? Didn't you all come buy up a, ho a house in Mount Airy or something and, and rehab it? Isn't that what we do now? You just redid your entire house, didn't you? <laughs> it seems like it's always something going on there. But... Um, you applied yourself to building this congregation. I mean, was, was it easy? Is it, is it easy? Probably not. And I, and I, and I feel kind of sorry for you, but, but I'm trying not to let you know that too much because the fact is you're, you were meant to do hard things. You were, you were, you were reclaimed from the, from the heap, basically, to do hard things. You are gifted by God, by God to do hard things, you know, and, and you're doing them, right? I mean, you're, you're growing a community of relatively young Christians. I mean, that's relatively young now compared to Donald Trump and Joe Biden. 
okay? And I guess me. You know, so if they're relatively young, that, that's, that, that's, uh, that's important. You're, and, and you're young Christians who are building something. That's not typical. Not everyone's doing this, right? Your friends aren't all doing this. And you're building something for Jesus in the Northeast, which is really not typical, according to the Pew uh, surveys last, just last week. Apparently, that's really not happening. So I don't really need to tell you that good things need to be built, right? What I want to do is to try to stoke your fire for a few min minutes to uh, keep building. Since I, since I secretly feel sorry for all the trouble it is not to go with the mainstream, I wince a little bit every time I say the word mainstream or I hear it this week because I had a little fit at the men's retreat last time, a little outburst, because someone was talking about the mainstream. And I said something like, you know, if I saw someone shipwrecked in the mainstream, I would immediately throw them a life ring so that they wouldn't drown in the mainstream. And I hopefully would grab onto it and I would pull as hard as I can and as long as I needed to until they popped out of the mainstream and they got into the kingdom of God, which is the real mainstream. And I would work on it and work on it. Uh, I, I really just can't help it. Everybody in the world is meant to be built like living stones into a temple where God is uh, to be worshipped in spirit and in truth. That's the that's a vision of Jesus for humankind, so I'm going to go with that. So I'm trying to ignore your struggles as much as I can and just stoke your fire for a few more minutes. Because I'm convinced. Does this still go on after I do this, Jim? Okay. I pointed at you and you just do it for me. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> just, okay, whatever, however it works. I just want to keep doing that because I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that most people are kind of stuck in what we call the wind phase of their spiritual development. They're still, they're still often kind of just negotiating, well, am I really going to have a live relationship with the living God or am I going to um, really move on into what we call the fire stage where I actually build my best stuff? Um, the fire stage is that main stage probably for most of our lives um, where we give our gifts to redeem the world by building the community where Jesus is Lord. And a lot of you are getting to your 40s, right? Sorry, it's, it happens. And um, I, I, just, I was talking to one of you, a 40-year-old, that is, just yesterday, saying, this is your launch pad. This is where the best stuff's coming out, I can tell you, as one who's been there. I mean, I was like doo-doo until I got up to be 40. And now, and now I, I, finally had, I finally was over, you know, all my stuff in a way, you know, and I, and I, I think I could actually do what I was meant to do. So well, who knows what can happen? That's kind of like the real fire stage. In fact, the spirit of God with us to, to, give, to uh, give out to get all our good, best stuff. And we've got a lot of opportunity. And we all need to build something to be our... You know, to, I guess to feel our true selves in action. Am I are you still following me? I guess. I'm, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's good enough just to think faith, or to feel faith. We also have to do faith. That is, if you want to be a human who lives by faith. I think you have to have to do it. I mean, dying is easy, right? Moving with the mainstream is easy. Um, I mean, people think the mainstream is actually the mainstream. It's not, it's not, uh, not easy. But living by faith is, is harder. And building on a rock, something that will be able to withstand the storms that are coming, probably next year in big time, requires the best in us. So let's do a little Bible study about it. We'll, um, 
Somebody read this for us. Someone in the back row, read it. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. By the grace of, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. Four minutes of Bible study. The reason that we do some things and don't do other things isn't always to satisfy some abstract, abstract sense of rightness or to avoid the repercussions of being wrong. According to the spirit of this teaching, we do or we don't because we are building with care. That's, that's the goal of what we're, trying, we're, we're working with. We're trying to build something, and it is important. It's, it's sacred work. I think when Paul says this to the Corinthian church, I don't know how you read the Bible, I think when he says this to the Corinthian church, he assumes that the Holy Spirit's going to make it resonant with them. He's not just telling his personal story like, well, this is how it works for me. That's not, that's not what he says. He's saying, no, this is how it works. He thinks of himself as an example of, of life in Christ, and they would be examples too, of course. And uh, how, he's, he's, he's telling them how Christ works... Um, uh, works in people and they should pay attention to his example imitate him as he imitates Jesus is that how you read it too because a lot of people say oh Paul is such, a, such an interesting uh, artifact you know and I think it's, oh, it, this resonates with people for the last um, 2,000 years or so because the Holy Spirit is still doing the same kinds of things and when he says that we listen to him because it, it resonates we can we can sense it and we, and we can go ahead and imitate it for that reason and I think this is what he's saying it's not worthy of us to make decisions based, you know, uh, mainly on the basis of our uh, desire or just for our survival instinct. We're building something with God that's greater than just staying alive or passing on our genes or something like that. We're, we're into something bigger than that. Let me try it another way. Um, I think he's saying it's beneath us, Jesus followers, to um, always live off what other people do. You wouldn't do that we need to do god needs us to build something next just as jesus was born to do am i, am I wrong or is that what is behind what paul is teaching here he's answering some really important questions who am i according to what he's saying he, what he says he is I'm, I'm god's co-worker that's a great um title when you get to look up in the mirror in the morning i'm god's co-worker not because I'm, I'm a dominated slave that better do something or I'm going to get fired, like maybe literally. You know, that's not it. I'm God's co-worker because I'm uh, remade for being redemptive and creative like God. In the spirit, God comes beside me and I, become, I come beside God. If you don't see yourself like that, I really think you're feeling the wrong way about yourself. And I don't think God shares uh, your feeling about you. I think God sees you as a co-worker. God trusts you, and you should f figure out what to do with that trust. Who am I? I'm God's field. I'm, I'm God's building. Obviously, I'm not an inanimate object, and I'm not, I'm not dirt. I'm <laughs> not just... Uh, but, but you can... Uh, he's saying, I can understand... Uh, Working in the field, I can understand constructing a building. I'm like that. 
God, I'm being tended and strengthened for my purpose by God who cares for me. God who is the tender, God who is the builder. It's really quite an honor. New life is personally, uh, being personally cultivated in me by God. God is building me into something that's worthy of being me. Wonderful. I'm, I'm a wonder. That's what I am. And what do I do? Now that the grace of God is at work in me, well, of course, I create. I build with care. I do the same kinds of things that God's doing with me and God's doing all over the world. Like I was saying before, I'm farmed to farm. I am built to build. I'm fired up so I can kindle fire. I think our church is super biblical in this way. This is something that's really basic to us. We're, we're devoted to what Paul is describing. I think of uh, cells and congregations are like farms. And we often say, if they don't produce fruit, well, they're probably just going to die because they're a farm. <laughs> if, they, if they're just going to sit there and die, well, they'll die. That's how, that's how it works. Uh, the cells and the congregations are like temples where we store up our, our deepest honor. They're like houses that are built to provide a, a safe place where we can thrive and from which we can explore. It's a beautiful thing. I think it's just like Paul saying. So I decided to build a new cell. I, after I said all that, well, what else would I be doing? Of course I was trying to do something like that. I, I'm trying to think of what is the best thing I could do, especially when my pastor tells me what to do. Because wouldn't you do anything Rachel told you to do? Of course. So I decided to build a new cell. It has only four people in it right now, and two of them barely ever come. That's how great it is so far. We meet at the Broad Street Diner, uh, nearby our building where the hub and the Circle Thrift and Circle Spaces is, you know, at the, the booming corner at Broad and Washington, where we still have 1125 South Broad. Now we know that there's a waitress at the Broad Street Diner who has a dachshund who has a tremendous wardrobe of sweaters and even a little hat. You know, I saw all of them one morning. <laughs> we, we meet at 7 a.m. and she's now our, one of my, my better friends. She told me she didn't have any friends in Philadelphia. She only had one in Texas. I'll tell you more later. Now when Paul, when Paul explains what Jesus is doing, it sounds pretty obvious. It's like, okay, we can do that. I understand what's going on. But when you actually try to do it at the diner, it seems a little easier when he says it. Um, it's not that easy, because one man has slept through all of our meetings so far, even though he didn't mean to. And another man has to drive to the meeting, so it seems pretty far for him, so it's a little trouble. Another man we invited was, has a toddler, so apparently he can't be left alone with his wife, and so he can't do that. And so there's trouble. There's always something. It started like the condo. The other day at the condo, we tore down a wall to do something. We discovered, hey, there's just a bunch of craziness behind this wall. <laughs> and now what are we going to do? So it's like that. Build, building, building is some, sometimes kind of hard. Building a place for goodness in the world, you know? It's like that day that Jesus was kindling fire the way he did, because he's, he's full of the spiritual fire. And people were coming around him to uh, get some of it. And they, they followed him way out of town, and they stayed all day. And the people started getting hungry, and the disciples wanted to send them all home. And Jesus told them, you remember, why don't you give them something to eat? Why don't, why don't you do it? It always looks like these things just happen, don't they, <laughs> when you're reading them in the Bible? Jesus is just wandering around, and suddenly he's feeding 5,000 people. 
fabulous. He makes it look so easy. But I think what he's really doing is he was working to build something that day that could eventually reach clear to Tulpehawken. And he did. I mean, he obviously called together a leadership team. He had 12 disciples he was talking to. And um, we, don't all, we, we just need enough leaders, right, to build something, but not too many. Most of us won't build things by becoming the leader, but you certainly, got to need, you certainly need them. You certainly, you certainly want to make sure that your leaders are, are okay. They helped him create a crowd. You know, crowds breed crowds, and so he's working on that. He drew together a huge crowd. That was, that was intentional. Once they were going to feed everyone with five loaves and two fish, he organized the massive crowd, right? He went cellular. He sat them down in small groups. Then he called out the miracle, and he had his disciples and whoever else go out and distribute the bounty. After that, the fire could spread to thousands more people, right? He was building with care. We've been talking about it ever since. It was, it's amazing. What he built didn't look like the mainstream, but it was a mighty stream, wasn't it? Reached clear to us, reaches right on into eternity. I got the same feelings about the possibilities of my cell. I really do, even though we don't, ha I think we maybe just have one fish. We don't even have any, any loaves yet. But even then, I, I, I'm building with Jesus. I don't know what's gonna happen when it gets into his hands. You know, what he built then may happen again. Well, how do I know? How did, how, did all, what hap, how did all the love and the trust get in this room? How did that happen? Why would it ever happen? That seems amazing. To build a new cell, I probably just need a few more people who think things like that, who learn a little bit about who they are and what they can do now, and they actually want to be walking with Jesus. I'll have to keep reminding them of a couple of things, or the whole thing will probably go kaput, just like probably some things are undermining this uh, space right now. To build with Jesus... You don't really have to be good. Not yet. You'll probably get there. I mean, you don't have to be like you're better qualified before you get going. It's not like that. You just have to go with the good you already are. Just go with the good you are. Stop looking for more good, please. Just show up and see what happens. Jesus is going to be with us. If something will happen. Christians are so occupied with the sin that Jesus just forgave yesterday. They're still thinking about it. Get over it. Mick Mulvaney said that, right? Or whatever his name is. If you don't get over the sin that you're already forgiven, it's kind of anti-building, right? Because you're thinking about that rather than just going with what you've got. You're not stoking with each other's fire. You're checking to see where the fire's out or not kindled yet or something. It's really odd, isn't it? For instance, we're making a budget right now, right? This is just not too much of an aside, but it's part of like how we do things. We've got a big business here, and it takes a big budget. And so we're thinking about it right now. And I was talking to people about it when they were lamenting a little bit about the scarcity of money. And I said, you know, I don't think anyone's going to give us more money just because you tell them they ought to give us more money. Or you make them afraid that if they don't give more money that they'll be some like kind of loser or something like that. That's so demotivating. They're going to give money because they're good. And I think you should trust them for the goodness they have. That's all you've got. And browbeating them into more isn't uh, going to happen necessarily come up with more stuff. I mean, the fact is Jesus was telling them, why don't you feed them? It wasn't because they weren't going to be able to participate in the process. He's saying, I'm right here with you. We're good. We're good. We can do this. 
Likewise, if I'm going to build the cell, or if you're going to build this church, uh, you don't have to do anything, okay? You don't have to do anything. Just go with your want to. Go with your want to. I hope you didn't have to come to this meeting. Don't even tell me. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. You can raise it inside. Uh, you know, if, if you had to come to this meeting, don't raise your hand. But, I mean, if we're forcing some obligation on you so that you can resist us and resent us, you're probably sucking the want to out of us right now. Just stop it. We don't care if you come. <laughs> I don't. I Seriously, if you don't want to come, don't come. Oh, my gosh. It's horrible. I don't, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to feel it that we somehow made you come for this incredibly voluntary little thing we do just because that's something that you do to people. I hope this is more like a 12-step meeting, really. You know, people usually go to those meetings because they want to stay ho sober, not just because they should. And if you told them they should go to it, they probably wouldn't go to it because that's what that got them drinking to begin with. Um, you know, we're, we're creating for something for people who want to, not just have to. I mean, we're going to be patient with you if you have to, if there's something that, you know, you're in therapy about or something like that. That's good. We, we, we want that to happen for you. But even if you're rebelling against us because we're sharing our lives and that somehow offends you, <laughs> I don't know why it would. But Jesus says to all of us, you know, why don't you feed them? Why don't you feed them? What would prevent you? What, what, what could prevent you from doing that? Don't you want to? Isn't that like, does Jesus talk to you when he was talking to me just a minute ago and Israel was getting me to talk about it? That's kind of what he was, that's kind of his spirit of it. This is all good, you know. I'm sure you want to, right? I think I said I wouldn't feel sorry for you since it is an honor to be co-building with Jesus. But I know at least a few of you are, are still negotiating about co-building. Or maybe you just got right to the edge of getting into this fire stage of your life and you're wondering about where this is really going to go and whether you're going to be able to give your best stuff. So if you're just getting a taste of the miraculous bread Jesus has handed you through a long chain of disciples, enlivened by his own spirit, uh, don't despair. You don't, you don't have to have it all figured out. But I would suggest one thing. If you could just pick up the, the, the best brick you've got, the, the decent brick, the decent spiritual brick you can find somewhere, if you would just see if you could work it into part of the building that God is making and do something that builds with care, care about it, and t make, make a little difference, because you're meant for that. It'll, make you even, it'll even make you happier, but it will certainly make you better. I hope that wasn't too long, Julie. But, uh, Julie, do we have more, some time for talk back? Israel, do you approve of that? Israel was, fu was fun about how we always say that. Do you want to say something back? It's, it is always fun to hear. Yeah. Do you? I was just talking to Julie about this yesterday. I think I had a personal uh, cross the threshold in my journey a few years back when I came to that realization where I was like, no matter what I'm doing, like I'm building. So, so why not build something that I believe in as opposed to like just being non-committal and floating? That was, like in my head, I was like, I'm going to wait for the perfect thing. Did you hear what he did you hear what he said? 
he was talking about how he settled for us. He was really looking for a great church, but he ended up here, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I know, but it was it was much it was much better than that. But that was part of it. Anybody else? What do you think, John? Yeah, they they do they could they do sometimes kind of go with age grouping, but not really, because if you if you just got into your spiritual life when you were forty, you'd still have you'd still kind of be going through a typical um, developmental process. But uh, people who have been around for a while and they've they've got through their natural, you know, just develop human development, you know, a spiritual development matches it. And often by the time you're in your 40s, it does get to that place where you're ready to, just like in a, if you weren't a Christian, you'd still be probably coming up with like your best stuff too at that point. So when it's a, a stage of faith and a stage of faith as well, it has its own characteristic. Does that make any sense at all? Well, you were, when you were in your 20s, you know, you were earthy. You know, and you're figuring out things you couldn't even, even imagine, you know, what it was like to be you. You know, and that, that your faith was like that, too. It was, it was a, a basis, the basis was being laid. You know, like you were getting into the, the earth, you know, and uh, putting down your first roots. When we talk about the, the wind stage, you know, we're getting to the place where we've got some sprouts and we're beginning to feel like the wind of the Spirit. Now I can really decide where I'm going to move with God or not. You know, it's, it's, an, it's a developmental process where I'm a little, I'm deeper. By the time we get to fire, you know, we're building stuff. And um, we actually have some facility to do that. When we get to, to water, it's more about, um, I actually, I, 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 really now, I know who I am, that kind of, I, I am who I am. And the things that I bring are from the depths of my spirit. I'm, I'm deeply connected to God. So it's a lot, there's a lot to that little metaphor that I think uh, is useful. There's lots about it on the way of Jesus if you want to explore it. I'm thinking about how um, starting the new thing sometimes means letting go of something that's not working. Because if you're just cleaving to the thing that's not working because this is what you thought you were supposed to be doing and you're not going to be noticing anything that can start. Um, recently, I stopped being the cell leader and started being the cell host because I couldn't do them both at the same time. No one else could host. I was like, well, I have a house. Come to my place. But then it's like, well, I can't lead and host at the same time, so someone else has to leave. And it's all working out well. Um, but yeah, you have to let go of the thing so you can pick up the new mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very creative. Yes? Um, I was just thinking that maybe sometimes building is um, convincing other people that they can build too. Because I think there's a lot of people who are like somehow convinced they can't build, but like, that they like don't have that capability. So um, you know, um, maybe helping people to just understand that no matter who they are, they can also build because um, it's part of our building. Absolutely. Yes. I have an idea. I um, we uh, we might be moving in February in, in May because of Hayes's residency, and I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, and just uh, some of what's been said, even talk back, has helped me to see that like I can build any I can build anywhere. I'm I'm I uh, I don't have to be good essentially 
being a part of Circle of Hope. I don't have to be part of Circle of Hope to build if that's where I end up leaving from, you know? Mm -hmm. So I can build. True. This is, this, has this gone to vote yet? <laughs> we can write letters, petition. To Haisa, you mean? <laughs> no, it's a weird process. It's not even really. Oh, I know. It's very weird. Yeah, yeah. Stranger, stranger things have happened than what you want. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.